Tuesday. It's beautiful there. I will, beautiful I will agree on the with outside, that, yeah. but a little sad on the inside. Yeah. With hosts Ty Bannerman. Howdy. Hello. Well, oh, no. <laughs> you're Mike <laughs> Smith. Oh, I'm Mike. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Mike Smith. <laughs> and yeah, hi. And Nora Hickey. Hey. Hey, okay. Nora Hickey. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, the viral aspects of Albuquerque. That's not to say infections or. Um, Diseases of any kind, but we'll uh, more of the mental diseases uh, that traverse the internet. So we're going to talk about some some of the ways that Albuquerque has poked its way into the viral internet, uh, YouTube videos, pictures that have gone viral, yeah. interviews with political candidates, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but before that, we've got a few announcements to make. So we've got some events coming up. Uh, did you want to tell us about the uh, our event, Nora? Yes. Okay. So City on the Edge has partnered with another podcast and a local event, Dime mm-hmm. Stories. Dime Stories. So we're having a strong event on December 3rd, Saturday. December 3rd. Yep. At the Draft Station. Draft Station on at Central uh, Avenue. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock p.m., December 3rd. And we're going to be telling New Mexico stories uh, with the people from uh, from Dime Stories. And then... Not only that, uh, we are going to be donating, uh, we're going to be raising some funds for the ACLU, an organization yeah. that we, uh, we believe needs all the support it can get in this day and age. Right. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to see people come out, laugh, cry, mm-hmm. donate to the ACLU. Yeah. Drink dime a beer. St- yeah. Dime <laughs> Stories is all about these little three-minute stories, like three, like a dime. And, uh, and, uh, so yeah, they, they, uh, they tell these little short stories. I was hoping they'd be all Albuquerque, but apparently they're going to be all New Mexico. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to keep it to New Mexico and, uh, and you know, you can get to most of New Mexico from Albuquerque. I guess. So, and then (laughs) I also wanted to, um, announce that on, uh, on November 25th, this is a, this is a, an event being put together by our friend, uh, Genevieve Garcia, the Mueller of the Dead Things podcast, uh, which you guys should totally listen to. There is an event called See You in Court, a civil rights workshop and benefit show starting at 5.30 p.m. at Gatos y Galletas, the um, the cat bakery. They don't bake cats. Oh, they it's let on you, Central. Yeah, yeah, you get to eat food while you hang out with cats. Yeah. At, well, um, and I was told the food prep is separate from the cat. Right. Yes, right. cats don't make room. the food. You don't eat the cats and... Uh, I don't know. You can, but it's illegal <laughs> and frowned upon. It may be physically possible. <laughs> uh, so that's 5.30 p.m. for the Civil Rights Workshop at Gatos y Galletas. And then after that, at 8 o'clock p.m., there is a show for the ACLU and PPNM, which mm. is uh, Planned Parenthood New Mexico, at Sidewinders, 8500 Central Avenue Southeast, featuring comedy, music, burlesque, performance, art, and so much more. And uh, like I said, the proceeds will go to support the ACLU and Planned Parenthood New Mexico. Um, Michael's also got something. All right. So if you're ever on the east side of town in the huge, intriguing, sterile wasteland known as the Northeast Heights, 
um, which is actually I, I'm kind of fond of it, to tell you the truth. But it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's got some things going on. Um, but you you might have seen a woman in a wheelchair with a big sign about raising money for homeless women and abused children. Uh, her name is Deanna uh, Martinez, and uh, she has a really interesting story about having been hit by a drunk driver and having a sort of life-after-death experience where she was tasked with taking care of um, homeless and abused women and their children and, like, has taken this very seriously, even though she herself is often homeless and has a really hard life and looks just like mm. she's struggling all the time. But she has founded a... Uh, a ministry. This is not a religious podcast, but what she's doing is is good work, regardless, regardless of your, of your yeah. beliefs and regardless of you know uh, what you think of all the the details here. But she says, Heavenly Haven Ministries. We are in need of lots of funds for abused children and moms to house them in motel rooms. We are looking uh, to house eight more families for Thanksgiving to New Year's. The cost is fifty dollars per room per family. We need lots of blankets, clothing for children, all sizes clothing for moms. All sizes, purses, makeup, food for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and to start our own food pantry for the people. Your donations are greatly needed. Call Deanna Martinez, and her number is 505-294-7515 at room 143. That's 505-294-7515. Ask for Deanna Martinez in room 143. And... She really is helping out a lot of people. I went and visited with her and talked with her, and uh, she's she's fighting a very difficult battle, but doing something that that uh, not a lot of other people are doing. Good so if her. you can help her out, skip back in the podcast and hear that number again, and and uh, see what you can do to help out. Okay, nice. you know, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so today we are going to be talking about viral Albuquerque, and I, I thought I'd kick things off with um, with a story that has uh, recently gone. Uh, viral from uh, from Albuquerque. Um, I've seen this pop up all over the internet. Um, let me just, I'll just go ahead and read you uh, at least enough of the story to get an idea of what it's about. Taxpayers on the hook for UNM Bigfoot Expedition. <laughs> this is uh, published on KRQE on, uh, looks like October 31st, which is a pretty good day yeah. for um, for things going bump in the night. We, we should add to that this is a transition from our last episode. I'd right? say a bit, yeah. Right. Bigfoot might be hiding under cocky pink Crocs's um, bush, making noises to scare her dog. It's possible. <laughs> okay. There's only one way to describe what happened at the University of New Mexico. Bizarre. I didn't know about this until you contacted us to bring it to our attention, said UNM president Robert Frank. At the center of this controversy is a legendary creature called Bigfoot. In the animal kingdom, Bigfoot is right up there with the Loch Ness Monster, unicorns, and werewolves. According to folklore, Bigfoot is a hairy, human-like beast that supposedly lives in the woods. Even though there has never been any scientific evidence the creature actually exists, UNM's Gallup campus is front and center in the hunt for Bigfoot, and leading the charge for the university is Dr. Christopher Dyer. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it. I've had a rock thrown at me by one at night, I think, and it certainly smelled. That's because they have a very strong odor, says Dr. Dyer. From his office in western New Mexico, Dr. Dyer heads up UNM's Gallup campus. When he's not presiding over students and faculty, Dr. Dyer traipses through the outback, investigating legendary creatures. Spend a few hours with Dr. Dyer, and he will regale you with stories about the Bigfoot hairs he's collected, the suspicious footprints he's found, and the evidence he's collected. Um, so, the uh, the rest of the story goes on to say that uh, he 
he hit up taxpayers with more than $7,000 in Bigfoot-related expenses, um, which uh, no one at UNM is very happy about. He organized a two-day on-campus Bigfoot conference, Bigfoot in New Mexico, Evidence, Ecology, and Behavior. The guest speakers were billed as renowned expert Dr. Jeff Meldrum and New Mexico naturalist Rob Kreider. Um, UNM shelled out thousands of dollars for advertising, meals for the guest speakers, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, anyway, no one's too pleased about it. Uh, ben Radford, um, the managing editor of the Skeptical Inquirer, who lives here in Albuquerque, says the presentation at Gallup was not balanced. There were two people who professed to be experts on the subject of Bigfoot giving this talk, and yet where were the skeptics? There are many skept Bigfoot skeptics in New Mexico they could have invited. So that's, uh, that's pretty much the gist. You can go check out the rest of the story <laughs> on uh, KRQE. Um, and that story has gone all over the internet. Yeah. So what do you think? I think we should become Bigfoot experts sure. and get paid thousands yeah. of dollars to yeah. go speak at Bigfoot yeah, conferences. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I'd rather UNM's money go to that than to um, maintaining the statue of, that Betty Sabo built in the middle of, <laughs> of UNM Aww, entitled Modern on. Art. We've complained uh, about that statue yeah, before. Yeah. Well, I hate it. I yeah, yeah. hate it. And... Um, or better than paying for frat housing or yeah. whatever. Do we pay for frat housing? For How does that I don't work? know. It's on campus. It's like, yeah. you know, they seem to be tolerated. Then possibly paying. Well, certainly, yeah. like... My frat students say they pay rent. Yeah, I know they so, pay rent. Yeah. And I think that they technically own the land that they're on, like mm. the organization owns the land they're mm. on, but I'm not okay. sure how that they're works great out. great organizations, yeah. Mike. Uh, <laughs> I guess we have the date rape and binge drinking societies of New Mexico. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about okay, Bigfoot. Right. Oh, yeah, Bigfoot. Okay, all right. All right. So, uh, uh, first of all, Bigfoot in New Mexico <laughs> is kind of an interesting uh, subject, I think. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's uh, some belief in Bigfoot in New Mexico. Sure, yeah. I've written some articles about Bigfoot sightings in northern New Mexico in particular. There's been quite a few. Have you seen one? No, because I don't think they are real. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, I mean... You know, you never know with animals and stuff. I mean, great apes weren't, like, fully documented until the early 1900s. Oh, yeah. But it's just, like, where is the breeding population? Where are the bodies? Right. Where yeah. You know, like, it's really, really unlikely that, like, in a mostly populated state that there's still, like, this lost hominid that's never been documented. We've never found a dead one. We've never found a habitation. We've never found any evidence from them other than totally dubious stuff promoted by weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Nora? You, you think the university should be uh, supporting um, a conference on, on Bigfoot? You know, I just feel that it supplies some sort of joy to a group of people. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And that makes me happy. <laughs> I don't know. And I know 7,000 is kind of a drop in the bucket for yeah. UNM. Yeah, that's they true. Shell out on I mean, there's a right stuff. way they could do it, right? I right. mean, you know, like, like I took an American studies class on UFOs in America with Bill DeWan. It was freaking amazing. And I learned so much about the Cold War yeah. and government right. secrecy and, like, you know. And all digging deeper yeah, than just the yeah, cultural existence things. of, yeah. I took another one on urban legends. It was wonderful. It was mm -hmm. great. And, and uh, you know, there's, there's a place for that stuff. But it sounds like they're not doing that. We have a, yeah. quote-unquote, cryptozoologist here who's just promoting his ideas. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I think I agree with uh, Ben Radford's take on it, which yeah. is if they're going to do a Bigfoot conference, yeah. they should do like a really like mm -hmm. one that that really talks about the folklore aspects, the yeah. potential evidence, uh, get some skeptics sure, up there yeah. to refute yeah. it, you know. And like, there's certainly get real postmodern. No problem with talking about Bigfoot yeah. in an official university capacity, but they make it sound yeah. like it's a it's a Bigfoot promotional event, you know. Like they're saying, right. "Hey, Bigfoot exists." Yeah. I like the guy talking about how much Bigfoot stinks. 
yeah. I wonder what the smell is. I've heard some interesting stories. Yeah, in Alabama, I remember hearing a lot of stories about, like, I found a giant nest made out of logs out in the woods and stuff like that. You know, it's like... This is great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't. I don't really think that that's what's going on. But do you remember a few yeah. years ago when uh, Bigfoot's frozen body was in town? Oh, I know. And then it turned out to be like a suit no. or something. Did you hear town? about this? No. He was in town. Yeah, they brought him through town. Um, it was only for about a day. I wanted to go, but I wasn't able to. It was actually the guy who had previously been caught hoaxing a dead frozen Bigfoot, yeah. uh, which was the one you're thinking of with the the uh. mask. But this time he was like, well, actually. This is the real one. Oh, that right. thing last time, you're right. It was a it was a hoax, yeah. but um, this time I promise you. But don't look too close. Mm-hmm. You know. pay me twenty dollars yeah. first. Yeah, it was wow. it was tragic condition to to see it, which I kind of love. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was weird to see it on the news, just because it's such not a newsworthy event. I think UNM hires some really odd people once in a while <laughs> who are not qualified. Like I had a geology teacher actually he was not my teacher but I interacted with him quite a bit because I was writing an article that he had some expertise on about the uh, the mine out in Golden and uh, he was a geology teacher at UNM and he believed that the earth was 12,000 years old I mean I'm like how do you teach wow. geology like yeah. how do you do it he ended up transferring to some like Christian university in Kansas but you know like a better fit yeah better fit for sure but still you know like I got into a huge argument with him at a party. It was kind of embarrassing, the whole party oh, no. being around <laughs> us. <laughs> like, I can totally picture that happening, yeah. Bigfoot does exist. No. No, he's like, I was like, you really think the Earth is 6,000 years old? He's like, well, when the dust settles, I think it'll be about 12,000. Like, well, how does that fit with anything you teach? I just go through the textbook and say what it says. Oh, dude. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> wow. So um, I think uh, Bigfoot is a good example yeah. of a viral phenomenon, yeah. one yeah. that uh, predates the internet, obviously. Sure, yeah. But yeah. given that totally. I believe that there is no Bigfoot uh, in reality, um, how else does this idea spread itself other than just purely through human uh, communication, right? So uh, that kind of brings us into the subject of, uh, of today's mm. podcast, which is viral Albuquerque. Um, does anybody have like a good like working definition or explanation of what what viral means in this context i looked it up okay great let's hear it and it says it is an image or a video or sound bite or a video Hmm. oh i said video um or a sound bite or a sound bite or a video or an image or a video that is circulated rapidly and Uh, widely uh, rapidly and widely the two distinctions. Right. There's right. something that happens and it just goes. Like just I've had so many Twitter accounts and put so many things online and nothing has ever crossed that threshold yeah. where it just suddenly keeps going and going. And, and know, yet sometimes yeah. these things happen. Yeah. Right. I think uh, we're going to talk to, we have a, an interview with Lauren Poole hmm. a little later on. She talks about the fact that, you know, for years she and her um, theater group had been putting videos on the internet. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it was... 500 maybe hmm. people watched it at the most, hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden they put one up and it got a million views, wow. you know. So right. it's like it seems like it often catches people off guard, like they're notoriously hard to predict, That's right? Right. Yeah. So and and um, often get out there in a way that uh, that's kind of irrespective of marketing concerns yeah, yeah. or totally. informational concerns. In it fact, that like, can kill it, right? Right. If you plan it, it won't happen. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Perhaps it is like love. 
It is. <laughs> it's like love. There's your takeaway from the episode. <laughs> Viral culture is like love. You love try, is a virus. You try and you try and then one day magic happens. <laughs> and, then, and then all your problems are solved forever yeah. and ever. Uh, you never have to worry about accomplishing another thing in your life. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. So certainly we live in a <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. In a in a viral age, right? So uh, and Albuquerque has uh, participated in various ways in in the viral yeah. age. Yeah. So um, we kind of we talked amongst ourselves about different ways that you've seen uh, Albuquerque as a in the in the viral internet. I don't know. I keep wanting to add sphere to these words, but mm. I don't really think they fit anywhere. It's fun to say sphere though. So let's start with you, Nora. What what are the uh, the Albuquerque the viral Albuquerque phenomenons that you've uh, encountered in your time that have stuck out to you? Um, well, I remember one of the first that I heard about was I was new to Albuquerque and I was kind of hitting the scene pretty hard. Mm. And so back in the day, Maloney's existed. Oh yeah, and Maloney's. Shamefully, I went there a few on times downtown, on, downtown Central. on Central. Oh, I almost went there once. But then I was like, I was I, I'm just Why not that person. Why would I ever go in there? I'm just not that person. It's uh, awful. <laughs> I've never and went. I have I'm no glad idea. it doesn't exist anymore. It's sort of a faux Irish bar, right? Right. A faux Irish pub. Exactly. Yeah. So, but one story that I heard about Maloney's, the lore of Maloney's that went viral, was mm. that Cuba Gooding Jr. went there when he was filming a movie in Albuquerque. and Can we say Oscar winner oh, Cuba yeah, Gooding yeah. Jr.? Of course. And star of right. sled dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful actor um, went to Maloney's got a little drunk mm-hmm. you know we can't blame the guy that's what I would do at Maloney's I right <laughs> pretty sure it's why it's there right. yeah. and he was like twisting women's nipples and sexually assaulting them what yeah what? just Whoa. yeah assaulting yeah, them. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And so someone... And now he's the president of the United States. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a different sexual assault. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, carry on. Okay, so he was assaulting people okay. at, at Maloney's. Yes, and someone tried to take a picture of it, and then he got angered and punched somebody. Okay. But that these pictures of him drunk at Maloney's went viral, and wow. are, you can find them on the internet. Yeah. Wow. We've actually got uh, kind of a, a, a plethora of... Uh, Bad uh, celebrities oh, behaving yeah. badly, yeah. right? Viral phenomenon things happening in Albuquerque because of uh, our role in the the film and television industry. Yeah. Uh, one that I remember along those lines that was probably the biggest one we're going to talk about in general today. Uh, Christian Bale oh, freaking out. Yeah, and Terminator I think salvation. Right now, I'm going to go ahead and play a little clip from that on oh, this. Perfect. You know, so we can all remember. in the background. What the fuck is it with you? What don't you fucking understand? You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. Give me a fucking answer. What don't you get about it? Oh, good for you. And how was it? Wow. <laughs> he was very oh, angry, yeah. yes. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was right here at Albuquerque at the, uh, yeah. the rail yards where you can now go uh, shopping on a Sunday right. morning. Right. Um, and uh, so he, he flipped out here. Yeah. And that kind of blew the lid off his persona, which right. I think before then was pretty 
respectable or he yeah, was he's seen professional as kind professional? of guy. Look, in his defense, the lighting guy was being unprofessional. He was yeah. walking through yeah. the scene. Like you well, can't do that well, in the movie. And you're also yeah. <laughs> I don't know which scene it is, but <laughs> when you're acting, you're putting yourself into an emotional frame of oh, that's mind, true, yeah. you know. He's so kind of yeah, that's too. true. If he was imagining himself trying to stop terminators, for instance, he right. might have been kind of keyed up. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. still, you shouldn't still, uh, don't treat do the that. Hired <laughs> yeah. Worthless of nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, and, and, and for what? A really mediocre film. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Terminator Salvation. Really, you did heart surgery in a tent with no experience. Yeah. 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 I, I, I respected it for at least trying something different from yeah. every literally every other yeah, Terminator yeah. movie but yeah it did and not. it made good use of the Jetty Jacks and the Bosque and, and the Wadsboe oh, yeah, Flood Control Dam right. yeah. uh, that's, yeah. that's something I, yeah. I mean that, does that yeah. count as kind of a viral aspect of New Mexico that you can like watch probably 80% of movies and you'll just see like random right. things right. from right. Albuquerque right. like oh there's Nob Hill well this uh. isn't Albuquerque but I was watching the Flash TV show mm-hmm. the other day and it's mostly filmed in like I don't know Toronto or something, mm. some some very generic looking city. And then all of a sudden they are like, let's go down to this bar, and they go to a bar in Espanol in New Mexico called <laughs> Saints and Sinners, and suddenly they're at this rundown Adobe <laughs> building, a, like with a with great. a with a <laughs> rusted neon <laughs> sign out, and yeah. like this, and yeah, just I guess they had an establishing shot, mm-hmm. decided that had the look, and yeah. they used it. But that's, um, funny. that's where all the yeah. white motorcycle gangs hang out, apparently, <laughs> and they have fights around it. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, somebody was telling me that. Um, in Los, oh, my uncle was telling me in Los Alamos when he was a kid, uh, a young adult, I guess. Mm. The kids in Los Alamos would sneak down to Saints and Sinners mm. to get get their drunk on. Wow. Uh, I guess you wouldn't, you know, run afoul of uh, white white racists or something there. At that point. great stories. We need them as a guest. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. What else do we like that's uh, kind of viral? (sighs) I mean, there's so much Breaking Bad related stuff. There's so, you know, that that goes on forever. My absolute favorite viral thing to come out of Albuquerque is just a photo of a street sign. It's actually from Rio Rancho um, or Northwest Albuquerque. We count that as Albuquerque around here, I think. Yeah, Rio Rancho, you're nothing but a (laughs) satellite. Albuquerque Jr. Yeah, yeah. You're you're an ahistorical Albuquerque. Um, The... uh, is that photo that's it's a picture of a street sign with a car parked beside it and the the street sign says universe closed use rainbow yeah. and i just adore that picture it's so and like it went all over it made me laugh so hard and i just loved it before i even found out it was from here like what do you like about it it's just like so fanciful and like you know the universe is closed <laughs> use rainbow you know but of course it's referring to universe and rainbow two streets in that part of town two or, streets and sort of the yeah. the sprawl the sprawl of Rio Rancho it's incredible and, and it's been on so many rave flyers and things like that since then all yeah I'd, I'd wear a shirt of it I think it's fantastic well, we're gonna have a little uh, yeah. little group of these things on our on both our blog and our Facebook account so you can see them yeah. with links to various videos that An- we're talking another about another very nice viral photo is one that made the uh, top page of Reddit I remember it got kind of famous for that it's a picture from the street moon in the Northeast Heights and it says moon with an arrow and it's pointing directly to a full moon right next to it. It's yeah. just, that's nice. That's nice, you know? Yeah. These are good things. We need more Better stuff than like, like that. abuse and <laughs> someone getting beaten. Well, up we don't have. <laughs> to be fair, we don't have any streets named abuse. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, or if we do, I don't go to that part. Or of like time. better than like the James Boyd killing, you know? Like that. That's a very. That's you could call that a viral video. Certainly. If, if we sure. were going to take that. That went all this, over you know? the country, yeah. all over the world. Yeah. Al Jazeera, right? BBC, it was everywhere, and 
and uh, you know, it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> you know, like someone being assassinated basically for being old and confused in the foothills. I know. So, Nora, uh, you were about to add one in, um, I thought. Yes. Yeah, well, okay. I was thinking more of recent times, hmm. and it's he is our former governor. Oh, yes. Gary Johnson. Good old Gary Johnson. And, and this is kind of interesting because there's something about, I mean, this is about the message getting away from a guy, basically, right? Which is something that happens when you're dealing with the viral culture, right? Oh my gosh, totally. And mm-hmm. then that you get judged for one sound bite. Yeah. You know, and he could have just been having a bad a bad election moment. season. Yeah. yeah. So what describe what happened. Um <laughs> you may on, have I if you followed this campaign at all, you've probably, you've probably seen, seen this, but this, go ahead right? and tell us. A national talk show, Morning Joe, I think on MSNBC, oh. you know, the national platform. I thought it was on Fox. So was it what's it on? Mm, I don't know. I don't know where Morning Joe is. Okay. More wherever morning. Maybe it is on. I don't leave the internet. Yeah, Yeah, the internet's safer. Um, (laughs) Not really. No, wait, that's not at all. Um, (laughs) So he was asked about parts of his policy and about what he thinks of wars abroad. Yeah. And then, but the the soundbite that came through was, "What is Aleppo?" Mm -hmm. Right. Or, uh, "What do you think of Aleppo?" Or something like that. Yeah. And then didn't he say, what is Aleppo? Right. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's you're yeah. right. Yeah, he said, and then what is Aleppo? What it, yeah, and right. just... Yeah. Which, I mean, oh. you know, I, on the one hand, probably if uh, I was suddenly surprised with that question, sure. I sure as heck couldn't answer. Right. On the other, I'm not running for candidate for not, uh, right. President of the United States, and Aleppo is kind of a huge deal right mm-hmm. now, and we want to know what a uh, what a potential president might have to say about, right. about Aleppo. Which um, also makes me think of... Governor Martinez's pizza. pizza. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Oh right, the pizza party heard yeah. around the world. Oh, for our listeners that don't know that one, uh, our governor was having a party with her. I don't know some friends, her sister, or something, for and her sure, disabled and sister. Yeah. She mentioned yeah, at in a hotel, and they were throwing water bottles off the balcony or something like that, and <laughs> beer bottles. I so yeah, so the police called her hotel room, and she was talking to them. And she was indignant. She was f- furious. And possibly She said maybe they were throwing stuff, but it was hours ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was it. And then she said, we were just eating pizza. Yeah. <laughs> pizza. Yeah. Yeah. The way she said pizza was so particularly funny. memorable. It was hilarious. It just kind of worms its way yeah. into the, uh-huh. the dialogue. My kids right? won't pronounce it any other way now. And the day after we went to Dion's and we, you know how you put a name on your order at, yeah. at, at, at we had said Susanna Martinez and when they said Susanna Martinez, your pizza is ready. Everyone in the whole place. Laughed. <laughs> oh my God. It yeah. was awesome. So these are moments where like a me- the message gets away from a politician where we get a little glimpse of yeah. them having, um, a moment that, that goes against the narrative of who they are, sure, right. right? Like Gary Johnson, libertarian, 
uh, candidate for president wishes to show that he is just as capable right. as uh, as the two mainstream candidates. Yeah. Um, and then at that moment, he right. behaves and, you know, he gets caught off guard, basically, I think. But um, but also betrays an ignorance. I feel like yeah. there's a larger right. thing in both of these. Like, in his, it shows a total ignorance for foreign affairs. And in hers, it showed that she thought she could just talk to the police and say, I'm yes. the freaking governor, like, out of my face. I right. do whatever I want. I'd say that's kind of like the key to, a, like, a good viral <laughs> right. thing is that yeah. it betrays some sort of truth right. beyond itself. It's right. not just that's a funny thing. It's also got like something yeah. that it says about, yeah. like you say, the thing about universe closed, use rainbow right. has got this kind of, it, it paints a picture of a totally yeah. different world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. Someone make shirts that has that, have that on it, has it on it and send it our way. Uh, my, <laughs> my particular favorite one is, uh, Cynthia Isaguerre. Oh, it's so the, funny. Uh, she's on a, she was on Channel 7. Is she still on Channel 7? I don't 7? know. I don't watch local This news was a while back. So this, uh, I'm looking at the video right now. It was uploaded May 23rd, 2006. It's probably, you know, from, well, it's obviously from some <laughs> point before that. Um, and she is reporting on a, a man who uh, climbed Mount Everest. And I'm going to go ahead and play the clip from that. All right. And she said he's gay. He's not blind. It's I don't know. That, I, just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what deeper truth is there. But yeah. <laughs> even that says something about otherness. About like you know, yeah. she's like this is other something other. You know, he's blind. He's gay. He's, it's all blurring together. <laughs> it's sort of right. some, yeah. some sort of notable characteristic about someone right. that changes your right. opinion of their accomplishments. Right. Maybe I right. I don't know, but huh. uh, that is that is one of my favorites. It's so funny. That's so yeah. It is so funny. All right, shall yeah. we um shall we go into Lynette Laborquena well, now? How about, or? Um, okay. Uh, the ponytail. Oh God! Oh, my God. Yes, we gotta mention we this one. To. Holy crap! That one is kind of the worst. <laughs> this <actually>. one's embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, I was sad that this went viral, honestly, because it makes UNM look mean. All right, New Mexico yeah. junior defender Elizabeth Lambert. This is uh, 2009 when this was uploaded on the women's soccer team. You want to describe what happens, Nora? In this, well, our you're our resident like sports expert yeah. now, right? Yes, I know all about sports. Yeah. So, so this is some sort of sport. It's a sport. Yeah. And she's in a soccer uniform. <laughs> okay. Um, it's red, and so she's either. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you guys a picture. Okay. So her, she's a blonde. I think it's her looks are so. It's like oh, this Nordic blonde, right. long hair. Yeah. She. Um, she looks like I don't know suburban yeah. high school senior. Right. Yeah, suburban high Girl, school senior. Kinda. She does look young. She's. And, I'm and not so, afraid of her looking at her right, right now. Exactly. Know? So Until. she's waiting for the <laughs> to get the ball kicked to her, or she's defending. And so, as she's playing, she just is guarding this player on the other team who has a ponytail, mm -hmm. and she just coldly reaches up grabs the base of the ponytail and yanks her head back using the ponytail slamming and her, her whole her to the ground. body goes down and yeah. not in a you know like sometimes the soccer players get super dramatic mm -hmm. no this girl just like goes down like she just got like her hair caught in some kind of conveyor belt right. or something like she had she wasn't bam. looking at her so she right. the the player who got pulled down had no right. yeah 
idea that this was coming. And don't forget that before that, she punched her in the back. Yeah, or another player. Oh, I think she yeah. punched oh, I thought in the it was, back. Oh, she I think it's two different back. players that oh, she does. Really? She was just behaving really she's wrong. Vicious, yeah, and like, her the look on her face is just. Well, she's not even. She's, there is no cold. emotion yeah. on that Universal face. Soldier. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, and now's the part where I try to break your neck. Yeah. Bam! Yeah. She goes down. Right. She doesn't even look at the other girl. She just keeps her eyes straight mm-hmm. ahead and like, yep, that's just it's hard to watch. And yeah. I think Trump just nominated her to oversee <laughs> children <laughs> athletics. And Which is a new position he created <laughs> just for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, whatever happened to that? To her. Did she? Uh, she got suspended, obviously. Yeah. From us, oh. And she got a lot of blowback from that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Viral. I don't think she's a professional um, professional soccer player anymore, mm-hmm. is she? She got oh, she got reinstated mm-hmm. after really? serving a two game suspension. Two wow. games. <sighs> yeah, I have um, heard from some people that watch that, and they're like, "Yeah, typical soccer." Dude, that's even worse. <laughs> if that's typical soccer, then I, that's a real problem. I agree. I'm like, I don't see that in my <laughs> like, kids' games. Yeah. No. I mean, we've already got the problem with like football players getting concussions mm-hmm. left and right. Like, I don't want to see like right every sport. Certainly, people shouldn't be like intentionally trying to destroy each other on the oh, field. Yes. It's a right. game, except in wrestling, where it's hilarious. <laughs> well, that's fake. <laughs> it's fake, but the blood's real. That's oh, <laughs> what I was. Well, back to. Th- this is obviously not comprehensive. What we're doing? Here. No, no. Like, there's, there's so many things. I think right? by its nature, you can't yeah. be comprehensive. Right. Yeah, know? definitely. Um. So send us more. Yeah, do. we'll do a follow up or something. Send us more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and if you don't donate. $25 a month through our Patreon mm-hmm. account. We'll make a viral video with you as the star. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Take Call our bluff on that. Let's see how it works. <laughs> it's totally a bluff, but you should call it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I had an occasion to uh, speak to one of Albuquerque's most um, most famous, I think, local celebrities that's not literally like a movie star or anything like that. Her name's Lauren Poole. She came up with a character called uh, Lynette Laborquena. Mm-hmm. You guys familiar yes. with her? When did you first see Lynette Laborquena, uh, When she Nora? went bigger and was the spokeswoman for the state fair. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, she was the spokeswoman for the state fair. So probably I, 2010. I saw some local sketch comedy that she was involved in. And Before then, that? Yeah, and, and that yeah. kind of put her on my radar. And then I saw that video, of course. And that video was Everyone was sharing. Everyone and everywhere for a while. At least in Albuquerque. I mean, I don't really have a good feeling as to like whether it went beyond that. But I do know a lot of people that are commenting on the page to this day Mm -hmm. say things like, hey, this is how we talk in California, too. You know, so it's it's uh, definitely not just limited to uh, to Albuquerque. But okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and go into that. All right. Interview. In 2012, even as the largest city in New Mexico struggled to establish its identity in the wake of a highly publicized and controversial mayoral campaign to rebrand it as The Q, Lauren Poole became the face of Albuquerque. Well, not Lauren Poole exactly, but rather the character of Lynette Laburquena, whom Poole created and used in a series of YouTube videos entitled Shit Burqueños Say. The videos and the character were a phenomenon. 
As of this recording, the first entry in that series has been viewed over one million times, and it led to Lauren's character appearing on the nightly news, being used as a spokesperson for the state fair, and even to help orient new students at the University of New Mexico. As I pondered Albuquerque's place in the internet age for this episode, I decided that Poole, as our city's most famous viral video star, was the person to ask. I caught up with her at Quarter Celtic Brewery, a fitting location since Poole currently works as a manager for one of the city's many tap rooms, and talked with her about the character's impact on both Albuquerque and Poole herself. We began with Lynette's birth. So um, I work with Blackout Theater, and um, we are just, we basically got together uh, when everybody was starting to graduate from UNM Theater. And in uh, 2009, we were just like, oh, I think it was like my mom maybe even, or somebody found a, a, a contest online that it was like, um, some corporate website that was like, what's your wackiest job interview scenario? Like they, they, uh, it was like a $500 prize, um, who could come up with a, a video showing just like a terrible job interview scenario. And so we were like, okay, let's just, uh, come up with a set of interview questions. Josh will be the interviewer. Everybody comes in, uh, bring a character and just improvise your answers. Just come in with a solid character. And I don't know why. But uh, I think it, my friend, uh, yeah, I just was thinking about how um, people that aren't from here, I think more than people that are from here, if they see someone that they perceive as like a chola or like a cholo or whatever, they kind of think like, oh, they're just scary or they're not smart or, you know, especially if they have a New Mexican accent, like, oh my God, they're a gangster or whatever, you know. And like some of those things are true, but not really, not all the time, you know. And um, I have family that talks that way, and they're white. They're, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. But, um, and so I thought it would be funny to come in with a character that seemed, like, real hard, like a chola, but that she actually had good answers to the questions, and I wanted her to actually, like, get the job. The character was a popular part of Blackout's comedy scene, but hardly well-known outside of those circles until three years later when the new media forces of Twitter and YouTube kicked off a phenomenon. Inspired by the Twitter feed Shit My Dad Says, where comedian Justin Halpern detailed his father's curmudgeonly and hilarious pronouncements, a trend of Shit People Say videos took over YouTube. Shit Girls Say was answered by Shit Guys Say, and a seemingly endless variety followed. But yeah, so that meme blew up, and then there was like a Shit Girls Say, and we had this professor at UNM who's really, really smart and our sort of like mentor, and he told, he was like, you guys, Blackout should make a, a shit New Mexican say before someone else fucks this up and does a not funny one. Uh, and so we were like, oh, we have this Lynette character ready to rock. Mm-hmm. So it was like easy. It was easy. We shot the video in like three hours. It was super, and we, had, we were totally uh, surprised at the response. Lynette had arrived. Need like a sandwich or a hamburger or some milk. Are you gonna get down from the car or what? You're all mad or what? Are we going or no? I miss the beach. Like, do you remember the black hole? Wait, do you have to pay to park here? What do you mean Marty Chavez ain't the mayor no more? He's like always the mayor. It was weird. We put the video up and that day I looked at my Facebook and I thought Facebook was broken 
because I could see my notifications. Bing, 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 bing. I could see them like jumping um, with with shares and stuff, and it and it was like in the hundreds, okay. and I was like, whoa. And and uh, we thought we thought it was a glitch, and then you look at YouTube and we were like, oh my god, you know, in the first day it got in the hundreds of thousands. Um, that was crazy. So we made a second one because we were like, okay, let's jump on this while it's hot, and we made a second one, and that and that was pretty good, um, and that was where I really learned about internet trolls. Yeah, okay. It was so, f I mean, you know, so you, it's now I get it, but it was I'm a I'm I think I'm a nice person. I think I'm a I care. I want people to like me. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, and what was interesting is that. Uh, the, like we're friends with Channel 4 like well Nicole Brady who used to be on Channel 4 she did improv and stuff so she was like friends with some of us and so when the video got big she was like we want to do a story on the video getting big and then one of the other networks was like is not everybody likes this video some of the criticisms hit harder than others especially those which raised questions of cultural appropriation like I, I am I'm not a chola and I'm dressing up like one but at the same time all my life growing up, I wanted to be one. I wanted to curl my bangs big. I wanted to do my makeup like that, you know. I have family that talks that way. I kind of have a little bit of an accent, not as much as Lynette. So I think what makes that video, um, it, like I care and there's a heart, like we care, yeah. you know, like it's, for, it's, for, it's like a love letter, you know. No, it's like, proud. We're like, this is what makes us different from other places. A few comments were like, this makes us all look dumb. And it's like, well, I guess, you know, okay, that's not the point. I mean, I just don't think that people that have an accent are necessarily dumb. And you do, is more my opinion on those comments. But, but that was, uh, and it was funny because my dad, I have such cool parents. Like, I was noticing my dad was, like, trying to fight every troll. And I was like, Dad, you were giving them your energy. And they're, like, they're a vamp. They're a troll. It is a nothing in the Internet, a faceless person talking to me, not to my face. And that's what's interesting is that to my face, maybe someone has said th something to me once. And she backed down when I wasn't being a jerk. And she, it was weird. Because you, you you're not looking at a human. You can just have an opinion, like it, like road rage. You know, I'm so mean to the cars in front of me, but I wouldn't be mean to the human, to their face, you know, because it's just a cowardly way to, I don't know, deal with your own emotions. And, and one thing I've realized my whole life is it's not about you. Like 90% of the time, if someone's cruel or unkind or, uh, rude it's 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 not even about you it's like their dad was an asshole to them that morning or you know their car got broken into or something it's usually not about you four years later Poole has moved on to other projects like her new band prison bitch and works evenings at tractor brewing company Lynette however is still a major part of her life like people want to take want to take selfies with me and stuff <laughs> I was like, you get that I'm about to, like, I'll have, like, plastic gloves on, yeah. like, I'm ready to go clean a toilet at oh, work, and they're so like, take me a, take a selfie, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's weird. It's cool, because I've always wanted people to, like, to be friends with everyone my whole life, and, you know, to not make anyone mad or whatever. Um, so it's nice to have 
and if you're like an actor, you, you want people to think you're good at it. So I, I, I thrive on attention and praise for sure. So it's, I think I'm well suited to, the, to that, but uh, it's weird, dude. Well, only thing that, and for like a while there, I was starting to get, like, I noticed I could tell I was starting to get uh, kind of snippy with people. More when I would be at work and people were like, I would walk up to their table and be like, hey, you know, and they're like, you want a Coke? And they say the jokes oh, yeah. to, to me. And, um, and I would just be like, ah, yeah, hi, like, you know, and, and then I realized, okay, like, they're happy to see you. Like, it, yes, you, I was perceiving it as annoying. But then I realized, like, no, they, they liked what I did. They weren't, tr no one's trying to be an asshole. Like, I just needed to, like, be cool and just accept it as, like, no, they, they're, they're, they're happy. Like, take that in. De colores, de colores se visten los campos en la primavera. De colores, de colores. So that's our pal Lauren Poole talking about her viral hit. Are we recording? La Burqueña. We oh. are now recording. So yeah. um, Lauren is great. We love Lauren. So however you feel about the video, it's she's great. Most people seem to really like it. I've yeah. got to say, there, yeah. are, like I said, it, like we talk about in the thing, there are definitely some people who take kind of the wrong message from it of being like, like if you go to the YouTube page, you can people see people saying like, oh, everyone in New Mexico must be uneducated, yeah. ha ha ha. But most people are really like, oh, this reminds me of home, right? You know that kind right. of. It's really cool. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's um, that's you know pretty positive. To overall. me, it, it raised some interesting issues in that there are phrases in there that are supposedly things that Albuquerqueans say that I've never heard before. Like, like what? not even once, like umbers. Umber. I've never heard it. <laughs> since this video mean? came out. I've heard. It, I guess it's like you say you say um, um and then you turn it into a word. But then you say burrs. Um, there's one in here that she doesn't mention, but Are You Serial, which I'd never heard before. That okay. place called Are You Serial opened. Oh, really? Uh, and then suddenly everybody's like, oh, yeah, everybody in New Mexico says, Are You Serial instead of Are You Serious? I've never heard that. So but, I've heard of the added S. And again, like I am Barnes white. And nobles. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I wonder if that's a Native American thing. I remember working on the reservation in northwestern New Mexico, and people would talk about like firewoods. Oh, huh. things like that. That's it kind of makes sense huh. that if yeah. you're uh, coming from a different language background, yeah. like it would be confusing how possessive huh. s's work, plural right, right. s's works, and sometimes don't totally. work. Totally, um, that kind of thing. So, uh, Lynette, by the way, is still uh, she's still around. I just saw posted a uh, a video of her doing a sex education talk um, for Planned Parenthood. It's pretty oh, cool. pretty funny. Um, they did a series called Overlook New Mexico. Hmm. Get it? Overlook New Mexico, which is like okay. a uh, a city council, a series of city council meetings in mm. a fictional city called Overlook, um, which are just filled with uh, with wackiness. Oh, it's I'll funny. That. Lynette's in it. Nice. So if nice. you enjoy Lynette, cool. Um, and then you know, it pops up in the weirdest places. I saw somebody post a picture to uh, to Lauren's Facebook account the other day that showed a test their kid had taken in school that had a picture of, um, of Lynette from the video mm. and then some questions about New Mexico underneath. So it's, mm. it's certainly kind of taken on a life of its own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So any, uh, any final thoughts about kind of viral Albuquerque, viral culture here? Or? I just want to say one follow-up on the interview, which was really good and really interesting. Um, 
I don't like the band name Prison Bitch. I just don't like it. I like, I, you know. Do you like the music? They're amazing. They're like they're, amazing. they're one of the best okay. bands in town right now. They're just incredible. But I think the name is like it, it could be rape victim. Prison bitches are rape victims. They're people yeah. that okay. are like, you know, raped within the, the prison system, and the, the, and that sort of sexual abuse is used to punish people. I like. You know, okay. I, I just don't like it. I don't so like, it makes um, me uncomfortable every time I hear it. I members guess. of the band, Prison Bitch, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> we have some feedback for you. I will point out that Mike has gotten into uh, into trouble by criticizing band names before. Yeah, yeah, I remember a few years ago there was a there was a campaign to like ban me from local venues. Yeah, to ban Mike Smith from local <laughs> venues for uh, no way. Yes, well, there was a band oh called God. Fart House, which and I just did, had never heard of them, and so I put online, "This is the stupidest band name ever. I hope they break up, so I never have to see it on a flyer again." <laughs> and the whole scene was like, "Whatever, that's Luke and Scott. They're no, yeah. they're Luke and Fred. They're or, they're amazing, and <laughs> and they're right. That's a great band, but and their name is chosen to like be a sort of like uh, punk anti aesthetic thing, you know, like try to be like the worst name imaginable to like." You know, it, it it was it was an intentional artistic choice to use that, but um, yeah, I was like on a lot of people's blacklists for a while. Just as like there were there was a uh, movement to uh, to ban Mike Smith from certain club venues, right, and then right. uh, yeah. beyond that, there were people making Mike Smith masks. Right. One of the most surreal chapters oh in Mike God. Smith Albuquerque history. <laughs> people were making Mike Smith masks so that yeah. uh, I don't know, sort of an I am Spartacus was a strange kind of time. thing. And I've since made friends with all the people involved, <laughs> including both members of Fart House and uh, and the, the owner of the venue that was really <laughs> had it out for me and put a call out to to beat me up in the parking lot. Oh. <laughs> um, they're, and they're all great, but but uh, I mean it's it's tricky. You don't want to wade into things. People take things very very personal. It's yeah. it's it's like why you can't really trust local reviews of anything because we're all in this like very small yeah. pond, right. and everyone's not wanting to tick each other off because you can burn bridges and like. And yeah. To be clear, you like the music in the band, sure. Yeah, no, but yeah. the the name, eh, yeah, not so much. Well, I just, so much. I just think we should punch up. There's so much power to fight. Yeah, like okay. let's punch right. up. Let's not punch down. Like, like you know, like it's it's a, I don't know. People tell me to lighten up and not be so serious about <laughs> stuff and everything like that. Maybe they have a point, but I also think you know the world's not going to get better unless we make it that way. Unless we consciously decide to uh, take the side of the people that aren't always able to speak for themselves. You know? Okay, like and and. Uh, Anyway, that's how I feel. I love that. Okay, yeah. So I'd say, uh, yeah, I'd right. say take it to yeah. heart. Anyone who uh, who is yeah. interested in uh, in whether or not this is a name that should be <laughs> on a band. But there are a number of uh, of great viral Albuquerque videos that we haven't talked about. Oh, here. so many. We're yeah. going to be posting them on our website, on our Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, we'll do some follow ups to yeah, this exactly. episode, just so posting and sharing some stuff. If you enjoy viral videos. Be sure to follow yes. us on Twitter. Yeah. We Chris, post one every once in a while. Yeah. Chris Burnett of 10 Drink Minimum, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Local podcast, which interviews a lot of local, uh, local, local people. I mean, the database of that should be in the Center for Southwestern Research because they just have interviewed yeah. so many people from Albuquerque totally. over the years. Another podcast you should check out. Yeah, yeah. And um, But uh, he filmed one of some football player. Who is it? Let's see. Um, Terrell Owens. I don't know football. Getting... Uh, tackled at the Santa Ana Star Center yeah, on and ESPN I'm, and Huffington Post. I, yeah, I'm sorry to say I, I watched it and I... Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell it, what was going on. It wasn't immediately yeah. like right. obvious to me like why, but I it, probably if you watch football... Right, right but you that. should. <laughs> Other people were posting about a video called Excuse My Beauty. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh, no. no. I haven't seen that Should we one. pause and watch it really quick and comment on it? 
no. I think, right. I think the thing is there's always anyway, there's a other million ones. of there's these so things. There's so many. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we are going to be posting some on. Please come to our website and uh, post some of your own um, that you think we should yeah. check out. Yeah. And now I think it's time for us to go to listener mail. Oh, we have listener mail. Yes. We have actual this is listener so exciting. mail. Exciting. <laughs> Thanks for sending us mail, yeah. listeners. Yeah. Especially so we're all smiling because we yeah. have mail. Yeah. So uh, two episodes ago, we uh, we took a letter. Uh, we took a uh, we took a post on Reddit, the Albuquerque subreddit, from someone who called themselves Cocky Pink Crocs seven one seven. Was it two episodes ago or one? I think it was one episode. You're right, it was one episode ago. Oh, wow. Wow. Our turnaround time is great. And apparently her name is Netta, by the way. So um, uh, anyway, she writes in. She listened. Um, Thank you for the honorable mention. Just an FYI, I do not wear Crocs. However, (laughs) I just love how this name is a great conversation starter. For instance, someone might (laughs) say, do you wear Crocs? And she's like, nope. (laughs) My, my dog still barks outside. No one has died. I have not seen any fireballs or heard any noises, and I have no children. So she doesn't have to worry about gnomes cutting off her yeah. uh, kids' feet. And the good. witches' toes. Sounds. Yeah. yeah. I do live on the northwest side, so maybe a cabot found its way to my backyard. <laughs> uh, the cat-rabbit hybrid we right. talked about. My dog is a little thing, so I probably won't let her out because realistically it might be a predator. <laughs> Another thing that has happened in my neighborhood is this clown situation, which we did not really get into, did we? Did no, we talk no, about no. the clown? I mean, okay. like everywhere else in the United States, uh, Albuquerque apparently has a clown problem, um, which Ooh. is people are dressing up like clowns and being jerks. Uh, in fact, we seem to have uh, one of the foremost experts on the clown phenomenon mm. living here, uh, Benjamin Radford, who wrote a book called Ben Radford. He didn't. That's it wasn't called Ben Radford. <laughs> called Bad Clowns. <laughs> did he really? Uh, yeah, he did. That's, he, that's his new wow. book. Uh. Um, so I believe two children were chased right outside of our n- housing area on the trails. Also on my neighbor's brick wall, someone wrote, "A clown was here." LOL. JK. So we might have heightened activity going on. Wow. Um, I appreciate the effort in trying to crack this mystery, and I thoroughly enjoyed the folk ta- folklore tales, but I'd rather it be some harmless ghost rather than an earth baby or a fucking six-foot-tall owl. <laughs> I've seen some other unexplainable things the two years I've lived here. About a year ago, my dog and I were getting ready for a walk. As I walked past my garage, she instantly started attacking a tall man in an orange hoodie walking past us. I said, sorry, sir, and pulled her back. When this man looked at me, not only did he scare me shitless, he said nothing. He had a gas mask on and was oh. gripping an object in his hand. Nothing came of it. Just weird. Case really solved. Weird. <laughs> that guy? <laughs> yes, that guy Watch is clearly... men in orange hoodies <laughs> and gas masks. What's that guy's deal? Another story while walking my dog. Actually, all of my stories deal with me walking my dog. Anyway, we were walking around the outside perimeter of our housing area, and there's not many streetlights. I noticed a figure up ahead with arms waving. They looked pale and seemed like they were wearing gloves. I knew it had to be a person because they were standing next to the speed limit tracker, the the electronic one, and it gave off some illumination. I couldn't tell if my eyes were tricking me, so I started to turn around back into the housing area. As I did that, the figure stopped waving and put its arms to its sides, looking disappointed. I ran home. Now that I think about it, this thing looked like a mime. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think you need to move. Oh my god. Um, dog is attracting some One night while walking Coco, I noticed this large black mass hopping through houses, like just passing along. It was hunched over, but running it had long fingers and a narrow head with pointy long ears. It was just a silhouette. The thing passed through three homes. I can't really explain it. Do you think she's just messing with us? At no. These are so detailed. Nor did it notice me. I mentioned this to a friend and they said it may have been an entity from another realm. I don't know what to make of these situations. I did suffer with some awful sleep paralysis back in high school, so I don't know if I'm exposed to another dimension, but lately, besides barking, nothing out of the ordinary has happened. Have a great Halloween, Netta. Wow, what a great letter. <laughs> That's like amazing. That, please. I'm a little, little yeah. worried, actually, now. I mean, that thing about the guy with the gas mask oh and gosh. a black, shapeless entity running through houses. Oh. Yeah, I think you need to move, Netta. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Your neighborhood sounds like it's some sort of vortex. Yeah. What an incredible letter. What oh, is, uh, Thank you for sending send, that. Yeah. Send us your weird stories, Albuquerque. Come on. Like, just send them. We'll read them. Yeah. <laughs> like, weird stories, disturbing stories, interesting stories, unbelievable stories. I, I dig them all. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else you got? I've got one from a guy named uh, David Mavarikakis, and he... Uh, he has something to say about the um, the Deputy Milton Yarbury episode uh, we did a few uh, yes. a few months ago. Right. Uh, the first official deputy of New Albuquerque who was hanged, mm-hmm. uh, punished for being a criminal. I just want to say Ty wrote that one. <laughs> he says he enjoyed it. He's uh, he's currently writing a biography about him. Oh wow! I was wondering cool. if you uh, he'd like to get a list of our sources. I enjoyed it, but I do have a few issues. There were things mentioned that I never came across in my extensive research on him. For example, the killing of someone in a hotel. There were also stories that are nothing more than apparent legend, but are being perpetuated by everyone who has written about him. Hmm. For example, killing people in Arkansas and killing the bounty hunter in Texas. Um, so I think that that points to something that uh, especially kind of amateur historians mm. like ourselves mm. will encounter, which is once something gets set down in writing... You know, repeated. someone like me is going to read it and yeah. then uh, and then repeat it. So we, do we check gotta, our sources. We we, us, we definitely did have sources for yeah. all these things, but that doesn't necessarily right. mean that they were one hundred percent accurate. Stuff becomes established. Yeah. Um, the more I learn about him, the more I have become frustrated with the regurgitation of the same basic story, much of which I can find no evidence for and have to put into the rumor section of my book. Um, the reason, uh, so he mentions the picture which we posted on our line uh, online of him sitting in shackles, of Yarbury sitting in shackles. Mm. Uh, he discovered that this uh, this photograph is not actually of Milton Yarbury. Um, he says it's actually a man named J.J. Webb. Mm. So he'd like to uh, he'd like for us to make sure that we know huh. that. Um, no matter which one it is, affects many works, including perhaps my own. I wrote a good amount of, on that picture alone under the assumption that it was Yarbury. My bias toward that has made me speculate and assume many things. Now I have to accept that I may have been wrong along with so many other people. In history, it is the facts we need and desire, no matter what it does to our preconceived notions. Um, thank you for your time, David. So, yeah, like I said, this is something yeah. we encounter, you know. And How uh, cool that he's writing a book, man. I can't wait to read yeah, it. Yeah, I, I yeah. would love to read it. And hopefully yeah. David uh, Mavrikakis is going to get to the bottom of this and write the definitive history of mm. Milton Yarbury. So next time we go looking for a source, we can pull his book yeah. out and, and have the actual facts of the matter. Yeah, that's um, interesting. J.J. Webb, I wonder if he's related to Carl Webb, the founder of Cedarcrest. Oh, yeah. that's an interesting idea. Mm. So, you know, like anything else you uh, you read or hear on the internet, 
we're not always going to be right about things. So yeah, uh, please yeah. let us know when we're wrong. Yeah. And you know, uh, and and don't take everything we yeah. say as gospel. We're getting it from books and things which right. may be wrong. Right. You know, people make the the phrase revisionist history a bad thing. Like that's like, oh, you're going back and rewriting history. No, that's one. That's where why history is beautiful. Like we're always updating it. We're always getting new information, and we're always getting new context right. and <clears throat> and increasing our understanding of these things. Like it's good that we have revisionist history. Like it's we. Do you want to just accept what everyone's repeated in their textbooks right. for the last hundreds of years? Like no, we want to we want to get the truest picture possible. Revisionist history is a process of refining. Yeah, and and right, all true fine. historians should be open to that and realize that that's, yeah, of course. Oh, you struck down something I was attached to? Well, oh well. <laughs> it's not freaking fantasy And you've got writing. a good reason for doing so. Yeah, and, we're trying to get closer to sources here. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's really interesting. I wonder what angle he'll take with his book if he's just trying to write a, like what attracted him to Yarbury's story. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. It would be interesting to talk to him about that that's at some good. point. Make it good. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about enough for today. All right. Anybody else have anything to add? Uh, donate to that ministry we mentioned at the beginning. Come uh, to our come event, to our December event. 3rd. Oh, especially that one, yeah. Go to uh, yeah. Genevieve Mueller's event. Um, and follow us on November Facebook. 25th. We're at like 970 yeah. right now. Are you toying with us? Like, come on, 30 people. you got to be able to get 30 people. Yeah. Just a little yeah. click of the like button. Just share it on Facebook or Twitter yeah. or whatever, or Instagram or anything. Just share it and say, look, we, there are these people. They're doing the show. It's great. Maybe we should have a contest. The thousandth person gets gets to clean my house. Wow. What a great contest. Um. Or something. Huh. We've just suddenly <laughs> lost some likes. Yeah, we're down to 840. <laughs> um, oh, thanks to uh, our Patreon donors, um, Roland Pentat. I'm sorry. Pentilla, Pentilla yeah, he's is awesome. our latest. He's yeah. uh, he's been pretty active on what a our... guy. He's great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, really nice. Then... We met him at our live event. Yeah. No, yeah. he's a very cool guy. Yeah. Uh, very very active. So yeah, he gets it. Um, he gets what we're doing. Oh yeah, we have a total of six now. Nice. Uh, only only one of which is my mother. Yeah. Uh, we're still living on cardboard and dirt. So step it up, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, all right, I'm trying. <laughs> Mike, you're not helping. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to find the button that tells me who the yeah. <laughs> who the people are. Yeah. Anyway, but still. Yeah. But uh, still, everybody. I'm happy anyone's listening. Honestly, it's yeah. pretty cool that we put these shows together and people like care and like listen to it. You know, yeah. a few hundred people, but yeah. still. People. So, oh, a uh, um, uh. uh, fellow teacher, a professor in the Honors College yeah. came up and said, oh, I'm listening to this podcast. What? And I said, oh, do you know Mike or Ty? And he said, no, I just like history. Oh, and man. He's listening to our podcast? Our podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. And when you guys first started, he wanted to use yours for a class he was going to teach and ended up oh, not teaching. Oh, okay. But, you know. Well, that's great. Yeah, it was really that's, cool. That's cool. Well, there's hope. Thanks, Chris. All right, I'm going to thank now. We've got Noah Patterson, Julie Bannerman, Christopher Suski, Courtney Fitzgerald. <laughs> She's my wife. Farrell M. Smith, Roland Pentilla, and Isaac Clark. Thanks to you guys so, so much. We are grateful. Um, thank you're you. making this, yeah, you're making this happen, basically. And hopefully, pizza. come to our event on uh, on December third. We'd love to meet some of you guys in person, um, except for you, Mom. You kind of hogged the stage at the last one. But. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys uh, for for tuning in. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, thank you so much. All Thanks, right. everyone.